It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. That's pretty impressive. We already have enough people here to have an audience a clap when the show begins at 6 a.m. Unbelievable. We're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery at, State, at Johns Creek on State Bridge Road. This is Lawn and Garden. I am Walter Rees, and we're here to help you be more successful in your garden. You can come by and join us this morning. We have Chick-fil-A biscuits. we got Chick-fil-A coffee from the Chick-fil-A at Alpharetta Commons. And we'll be happy to let you visit with us while we do it. Mickey Gasway is with me as well. Mickey Gasway, good morning. Good morning. Put your headphones on so you hear what you say. Hello. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> now we can hear each other. Now I can hear you. All right, good. As you know, every Saturday, we are in the station mostly, but when you get to go out to a Pike Nursery and see the beautiful flowers, it just makes you want to go home and take one of that and three of that and five of the other. Absolutely. And the good news is they got them on sale today. What's, yeah. what's on sale, Mickey? Yeah. Good stuff. Right, got the flower see. right here. Annuals, ninety-seven cents a pot. That's a good deal. Yep, that's a deal. Tomatoes and vegetable plants, two ninety-seven. Those are big plants. Yeah, sure for that. Roses. You're buying time. Yeah, right. Or buying, buying. That's a great phrase. That's right. You're buying time that's by right. buying the big plants here at, at Pike because they take care of them for several months until they're big enough to sell, and they sell them sometimes in real big sizes. Roses, uh, what, 1997 for roses and Encore Azaleas, $24.97. Deals all over the yes, place if you come to Pike Nursery. And frankly, these are on sale at any Pike Nursery you go to this morning or today or this weekend. But today at Johns Creek, they're special plants because Mickey has gone back in the back and blessed each one of them oh, to make yeah, sure they will survive in yeah. your landscape. These plants are special Mickey Gazaway seen and her arms have been stretched out and she has said to each plant in the nursery at Pike family at Pike Nursery at Johns Creek I want you to grow I thought you did that no you were gonna do it oh okay I thought you were gonna do it maybe we have to do it after the show okay all okay. right for everybody who comes to, sh <laughs> to shop here today we will bless your plant make sure that it's healthy and make sure that you go home with something that you can be proud of in your landscape our number is 404-872-0750 if you have a garden question you want to ask it this morning and because mickey because i just feel like i don't want to talk about anything else let's talk about gardening with okay. our callers all right okay. first caller in line like who is it? let me see what is her name i forget her name she's from griffin oh, somewhere her name, her name is oh yes nicole, nicole from griffin georgia hey nicole that's all right Nicole. Good morning. Are you done, Mickey? Good. I will have to tell you, Nicole, that I met another group of your groupies this past Thursday. I went to Gibbs Gardens up here in Ball Ground, and I asked how many people here listen to the 6 o'clock hour of the Lawn and Garden Show, and about eight people raised their hands, and I said, and how does it start? And they say, Mr. Reeves! <laughs> so they certainly know you, Nicole, and consider themselves admirers, I'm sure, of you, and thank you for being my first caller. We've done this. Nicole, how many years have we done this together? Ms. Reeve, I've been in this house here for 21 years. Not the garden show. Um, I was calling the first few years. Yeah. So it's been a good 18 years for sure. Well, it hasn't been that long. I think it's been like seven or eight years that you've been the first caller with me just regularly every, every Saturday. 
Yeah, that probably was not regularly. Oh, you had to go through first. You had to get through first, you know. Did you ever call uh, Kathy Henderson when she hosted the show before me? Yes, and the lady that moved in Montana. Teresa Shrum, sure. Yes, and I don't know if there was somebody else before. Don Hastings. Don Hastings before that, sure. I, uh, by the way, saw Teresa Shrum's Facebook posting yesterday, Nicole, and it was a picture of a bird on the windowsill outside of her office in Bozeman, Montana, and there was snow. There was six inches of snow in the parking lot beyond the bird. And Teresa said, here's a robin by my office window. I think the robin is saying, I am over this. I'm going somewhere else now. <laughs> and Teresa is pretty much over it, too, because in Bozeman, Montana, I think she says there are about seven days every year in which it's promised not to snow, not to be freezing, not to frost the plants there. So it is a cold place. And why she moved there I haven't quite figured it out, but nonetheless, she's there and hasn't moved back yet. Same thing in Canada. I have expecting oh. a, a notice to a storm this weekend. Imagine that. Did you move down? Did you move to Georgia because it was too cold in Canada, or why did you move here, Nicole? For mostly, uh, it was a work. Um, had to go for another company, and it was here in Georgia, and I was here in February. And yeah. I went to Indian Swing, you know where Indian Swing? Yeah, sure, yeah. You had uh-huh. those big rocks you can sit on, and I said, good grief, this is heaven. <laughs> I am not going back. <laughs> That's funny. Indian Springs. I know the zip code for Indian Springs. Do you know the zip code for Indian Springs? What is it? 20231. You know how I know it? No. Because I grew up in a little tiny, tiny, tiny community just north of you in Griffin. I grew up in Fayette County in Inman, Georgia on Highway 92. And our zip code was 30232. And my dad was the postmaster, volunteer postmaster for a couple of years. And we would always get mail addressed to people in Indian Springs because somebody had misread the zip code on the envelope. So we would get Indian Springs mail, which he'd have to put in a bag and turn around and give it to the mailman and take it back to Indian Springs to the right zip code. That's have you ever tasted the water at Indian Springs? I have not. Have you, Nicole, tasted the water like at Indian sulfur. Springs? It's good. I go get my water all the time over there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it does it. It's, it's like believe. sulfur, but it tastes good. So. Well, you just let, you leave the uh, little opening in the cab and sulfur, um, yeah. you know, just, but this is really good water. Yeah. That's where my family's from, so I've had it. Oh, okay. 30231. Yeah. No. Did y'all have zip codes back when your family was I from don't there? Think so. I don't think zip codes. <laughs> I don't think zip codes existed back mm. then. So Nicole, you wanted to talk about companion plants this morning. Oh, um, sorry, talking about blessing uh, a plant. Yeah. Um, I have this clematis all oh, this time of the year. They are just looking so good, and one grow next to uh, a um, uh, this plant that you don't like. Your father was making. Uh, uh, yeah, that's privet hedge. Privet. Uh, Pretty, yes. And, and it's so pretty, and it grow almost like a cross. So you grew clematis next to a privet hedge and somehow made that privet better than it deserves to be, I think. Well, but I don't is. like the privet, but boy, it's got this place this year because it's companion for clematis. Clematis, yeah. got to climb something. Yeah. And I know people who put clematis and roses together, and they companionize, can companionize them. And I think in my front yard... 
there is a clematis next to my paper bush that I believe is blooming really? right now. I know it had a big flower on, flower bud on it yesterday. It's blooming right now. So I've got a clematis or clematis or however you pronounce it. I had it one accidentally that I got into a holly and it got inside the holly yeah. and everybody thought my holly was blooming purple. Because <laughs> it looked like it was coming out of the holly. Well, that's a good. Did you do this yourself? <laughs> do you, you meant to do this, Nicole? Or did the clematis seed just sprout next to the privet and, and there's where it is now? Well, there's a big plant there in the bottom, and uh, these clematis get huge. I mean, they're so pretty. They see it's dark purple, yeah. and it just happened to, to get over. This privet got a little out of control over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it climbed, it climbed the privet. But the effect of this, uh, they are wild in the nature, isn't it? That's great. I think it's terrific that they would find that one plant finds the other one and finds something useful about that uh, other plant. The clematis needs to go to the sun. The privet takes, helps it get there, and maybe the the privet needs uh, some I don't know whispering in its ear by the clematis to make it, the two of them grow nicely together. Let's already talk about uh, those little caterpillars we have every everywhere this week. You mean tent, tent caterpillars. Big the tent time. caterpillars you have in the cherry trees right now. They're everywhere. They are just uh, they have a line, a uh, uh, yellow line on their back, and they're fur, furry like that. Yeah. Are they um, uh, food for the bird, or they're just? Uh... Yeah, birds eat almost every caterpillar. There's some, you know, that are poisonous, and so birds know to leave them alone somehow. I don't know how birds know that, but. I, you know, I haven't seen tent caterpillar nest yet this year, so I'm not sure what you're seeing. But mm. tent caterpillars, they might be more in Griffin than they are in, in Atlanta where I live. So maybe that's, they're starting <laughs> earlier where you live. But, but they're, yeah. not, they're not going to turn in butterfly, are they? They turn into moths, I think. Don't tent caterpillars, don't they? Are they a moth, so. I think so. Yeah. All right. Some we think they're moths. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Well, that's a good thing for birds because they're working overtime this time of the year. I taught a class yesterday, uh, Nicole, to, and this was a first for me. This was a Skype session, a computer connection between me and the uh, students at Pickett's Mill Elementary School, the second graders there. And we talked about how to control tent caterpillars, and we talked about how to get a stick and mm -hmm. just sort of take the nest down out of the, out of the tree. And I taught them, too, that wasps and hornets and yellow jackets and things like that, they are what eat caterpillars. They love caterpillars. And so I said, I hope you won't be scared of these beneficial insects, even though we think of them as being scary, they're not. They're looking for something to eat. Guys. And if there are a caterpillar mm -hmm. nearby, those wasps will come and eat them big time. All right. Well, Nicole, I look at my clock and I say it's time to get out of here. I'm not at the station today, so Jason's not there to beat on the window <laughs> with his baseball bat. But I see that it is 618, so we got to go. It's and great talking to day. you. Enjoy your day, Nicole. You we will see you soon. 404-872-0750 is the number. We'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Slip inside the eye of your and a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Today, 83 degrees this afternoon is ridiculously high. It's going to be really nice, even hot this afternoon. Low tonight in the low 60s. Tomorrow, I can guarantee you 
Kurt Bellis can guarantee you it's going to rain tomorrow. So get your gardening done today. High of 65, low of 42 tomorrow. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. J.D. in College Park joins us. Hey, J.D., good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Morgan. Thanks for taking my call. How you doing? Doing great. What's up? Hey, last week you told me to uh, plant the mondo grass about yeah. six to eight inches apart. You got and now it. I have my uh, ground all tilled. And I want to ask you about the fertilizer. What type would you recommend? And should I broadcast it or just, you know, sprinkle a little bit around each plant? You know, Pike has started carrying a brand of fertilizer that I really like uh, that's made by the Espoma Company. And they have a starter fertilizer that they have, as well as Pike has a sure start fertilizer themselves. And we have, and we have Dr. Earth. Earth and Dr. <coughs> Earth, Dr. Earth, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Earth, and it's called Root Zone. So you got Root Zone, <coughs> Root Zone. Mm -hmm. Okay, so That's Root Zone mean. from Dr. Earth at Pike, Sure Start from mm -hmm. Pike, as well as the, it's called Plantone or Starter or something or other by Espoma. Any of those three, J.D., would make the monograss really, really happy and spread a little faster than than it would normally. Didn't we talk last week, J.D., about we how the really dwarf yeah, mondo doesn't spread? I had a person come up to me this past week. I was, uh, maybe it was at Gibbs Gardens, I guess, this past week. And she said, you gave great advice to that guy who talked about mondo grass. I planted some five years ago. It's not spread an inch, hardly. So the advice wow. I gave you, get the, the sort of big form of mondo grass. It will spread. It will cover the yard. It will grow in the shade just fine. Well, the other question I want to ask you, uh, should I broadcast the area first with the fertilizer, or do I need to sprinkle around each plant? Uh, how many plants do you have, five or 500? Oh, it's going to be, uh, it's, uh, uh, that's a cover, a 1,000 square feet area, Yeah. 20 by 50. I don't know. Mickey and I are looking at each other. What do you think is better, to sprinkle a little bit on each one or to broadcast around the area? If you're going to be planting them individually, you could just go ahead and do that. Yeah. Well, I would probably do it the other way because it would be easier. But yeah, I don't know that it matters, J.D. Whatever one fits yeah. your, floats your boat that particular day, that's the one to do. I don't know whether it makes <laughs> okay. any difference. Water it in good, though. Or, yeah, and right. water it in good. Okay. The only hint to make it more successful is water things in so that the plants can get the fertilizer immediately. That's about it. That's all I can think to do. J.D., it's great talking to you. Thanks for calling this Saturday morning. Next half hour, David and Tucker wants to talk about Roses and Ashley has put in here body bag roses. I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure what that is, but we'll find <laughs> out. Chris indicated what's up an orange flowering perennial. We'll talk to Chris as well. You can call us 404 872 We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. A little more caffeine than the law allows from our clapping leader behind us here, but we're broadcasting live this morning from the Pike Nursery in Johns Creek of St. Bridge Road. Mickey Gasway is here with me this morning as well, and a very enthusiastic and now well-fed group of people because Chick-fil-A at Alpharetta Commons came by and dropped off our chicken biscuits, and we are very thankful to them for doing that. If you come this morning, you can register to win an $80 gift card to Pike Nursery. you got to be here to win, though. So we'll do the drawing for that towards the end of the show, maybe 8.55 or something like that this morning. 
If you want to come by and pike and see all the specials they have, the pretty flowers they have, lots of things are on sale today. The drift roses, encore azaleas, and the annuals and vegetables as well are all on sale at all pike nurseries. We'll have a little bit more about that a little bit later. Our phone number is 404-872-0750. David is out in Tucker, Georgia, and joins us as well. Hey, David. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm already uh, rolling along here. Walking yeah. down the street, Tucker. Um, wanted to know if there's any difference in planting what I refer to as body bag roses versus the standard potted roses you buy. you got to stop right now, David. What? <laughs> What in the heck is a body bag rose? Well, I didn't coin the phrase, but it's basically a very well-pruned rose that uh, is sold where the there's a lot of wrapping around the root system yeah. uh, up to the point where the rose was level with the ground, and then, of course, the surface of the rose is uh, exposed, so it's kind of looks like a tube more than anything it's a, else. It's a like, bare root rose. A bear, oh, that's, oh, I that's see, what a bare root rose. I got <laughs> it. Body bag, bare root. Oh, David. I like the phrase, though. Body, <laughs> body bag rose. It's pretty darn good. If you've waited till now, it might be a yeah. body bag. It might be. It's a little late. But why Why are you asking, David? Have you found something somewhere you want to plant? What about? Yeah, it just seems to be a whole lot of root involved here. And I didn't know if that meant I had a some extra depth I had to deal with rather than some of these other uh, potted roses you find? I don't know. The, Mickey mentioned it's a little bit late to be planting bare root roses, and the reason she says that is because they only have a certain amount of time between now and really hot weather. And so bare root roses generally come into the nurseries around January, January February. Yeah. yeah, and you plant them then so they have plenty of time to get acclimated to the garden. So they do have, you know, roots inside the bag, the body bag that you spread out and can, you know, orient in the in the planting hole like they should be. Whereas the roots for a potted rose, I guess you don't see so much. But David, there's nothing wrong with taking a hose and washing most of the soil mm -hmm. if you care to, most of it off of the root ball from a potted rose, and then find out if there are any circling roots you need to trim and find out how you can spread those roses out in the hole as well. So you could do that on either one, spread the roots out, because that's beneficial to both kinds of roses right just with these body bag roses the the length of the roots in terms of uh if you just you know the whole thing is very super yeah. and just yeah. seem like longer i don't mean wider i mean longer in terms of uh, uh depth yeah. the, that's what was well, kind of they can't grow roses and well most plants for that matter in georgia in our soils generally, generally can't root any deeper than around 10 or so inches and so if you have a root in the bottom of that bagged rose that's longer than 10 inches, you just bend it off to the side, let it go in a you know, horizontal direction and not vertically down. It doesn't do any good to dig a hole two feet deep and plant it in that. It'll just die because it can't breathe. I wonder if that, do they have leaves on the top of the plants? On these bagged roses, do they have leaves, David? Uh, yes. Because usually when we buy when you buy those they're dormant. Yeah. And that's why I would wonder if how successful you'll be. Yeah. <clears throat> so do you have some right now, David, that you're going to plant, or what's the story? Oh, I've got them right uh, right on hand. They didn't actually come into some of these uh, stores until uh, the last few weeks. And uh, well, now that's late. Uh, that, that's late to be doing to be bringing them into a store. I think you'd be okay just be attentive to watering in the summer. I mean, that's really the only thing that will be limiting 
the limiting factor on, on bagged roses. Just watered it in the summer when it's really hot outside. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. David, Thank great you. talking to you. Thanks for calling. Drive safely. We'll see you soon. Four four eight seven two zero seven fifty is my number. Mickey Gasway's number as well. Chris at Decatur joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, baby. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Hey. Good morning to you. Um, so I, I ordered these uh, flowers for uh, Little Island. We got and um, they came up and they were. They, I ordered them from a catalog and they came out as plants and I planted them. And they came up and there's perennials because I just like to be one and done, you know. Okay. And uh, now the wife wants to transplant them somewhere. They just started to come back up again. And I was wondering, um, is it if I transplant them now, will that prevent them from flowering this season? No, Mickey. I what kind of flower? I didn't hear what kind of flower. Some orange flower. What did you say it was, Chris? It, it, I don't remember. Uh, I, it's some orange sort of uh, yellow-orange flower. It comes up. It kind of reminds me of a uh, of a like a little eighteen inch tall uh, sunflower, but um, like a coreopsis. Like but nonetheless, <laughs> if the plant is not flowering now, it has generally no reason why you can't transplant it. Mickey, I've transplanted small oh, yeah. things just in the last three days, and I think they're fine. Just get a good root ball. Yeah, try plant. to get as many roots good. as you can water around it, it. Lift it up, move it to the new place, water it good. End of story. All righty, thank you, sir. Tell your wife we said hey and make sure you have the plant planted according to her directions, Chris. Exactly. I was looking at <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you soon. Thanks for calling, Chris. Robert is in Tucker and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Robert. Good Good morning, sir. How's Miss Gasaway? Miss Gasaway okay? is fine this morning. I'm good. Sharp Thank you. The reason I'm calling, I'm blessed to have Dwarf Mondo all in my backyard. Complete. Yeah. Been there since the 60s. And the lady was exactly correct. Dwarf, uh, I mean, let's put it this way: if you were to do a yard in in uh, dwarf mondo, you wouldn't li- you wouldn't live before it cut. I mean, you'd be dead before it cut. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the ultimate uh, sod look-alike ground so, cover. It's it mixes green and so in the shade does great. It mixes so nicely with zoysia, which my front yard's half and half. Yeah, I just I just recently uh, did my. I, I cut this uh, four times a year uh, with a high wheel lawnmower, four inches right. high or right. better. I never water it. No fertilizer. No weeds. <clears throat> no pre no pre emergence. No blight. No worms. No fungus. But Is the, it in the, the shade? The, it's got to be. Oh yeah, it's got to be in the shade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shade, and, shade and sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the 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 only problem is is uh welfare is because it does uh grow so slow and it's yeah uh but it does it the the dwarf does just mangle so nicely and it's a nice hunter green for all the decorators out there the, the is, other yeah, thing i like this is who are trying to remember it, what robert is talking about this is dwarf mondo m-o-n-d-o dwarf mondo grass is what we're talking about here well, well it's not like light. you let me know last week it's not grass you, yeah, right. It's a little lily. lily. It's a little lily, but nonetheless, it's it looks like grass. But it, it's it's the ultimate uh, ground cover. But again, it's just not good for for turf because it's just yeah. so slow. So but as you put thing, on the screen, you wanted to ask about pine trees or something, Robert? Yeah, they, they, you, smell that uh, orange uh, rust fungus that you talked about last week. Fusiform. F u s i f o r m. F u s i. F-O-R-M, fusiform, fusiform. It means it's spindle-shaped, fusiform, 
the word right. the, the the beginning four word, four letters F U S I means it's spindle shaped, which is you know what it looks like on a limb when one grows a canker on a limb on a pine tree. Right. So I got uh, I had written down hitchiform, <laughs> but uh, but I have a I have a huge pine. My neighbor, thank God, my my neighbor, which is a rental house, has a uh, has a tree, and I had uh, I have pictures of it now from my insurance company. Yeah, but uh, it's you say it is fatal. Well, it, the tree will grow around it. It'll just canker, make a big swelling on the trunk of the tree. It's not fatal, but it will weaken the tree so that it breaks off at that point if there's a big wind okay. or ice storm or something like that. Okay. You know, Robert, I got some. I got some homework for you to do for me. Yes, sir. Go out. It's dark still right now. If there's any way for you to go out and shine your headlights of a car on that fusiform rust on the orange spores pouring out of the pine tree that has the uh, fusiform rust in it. Let me know if it glows. I had a guy who a week ago I saw him and he said, "Did you know that fusiform rust glows when you shine your lights on?" And I said, "I don't believe I've ever seen that or heard that." He swore it happened, and I need somebody to go out and just test it and see. I don't have any near my house on the pine trees near my house. But Robert, if you will shine a light on it, get back with us next Saturday or the Saturday after that, and tell <laughs> us whether fusiform rust glows orange in the dark. I would like to know from somebody who's observed it beyond the fellow that told me about it. Robert, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate your call this morning. It's Linda's turn. Linda from Powder Springs joins us. Hey, Linda, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I was calling in regard to the side that we have piled a five high on a pallet in front of our home. Yeah. Uh, but we saw it in our front yard, and it was brought out to our home on Wednesday morning at uh, 5 a.m., and right. they failed to return to put the sod down on the lawn. And I was wondering, how long would it stay plantable? Or would it stay alive without doing anything to it? It's getting brown. Yeah, it's getting brown, I'm sure. And if you go inside, put your hand inside, it'll be hot. It'll be really hot from decomposition inside. Uh-huh. Linda, it's hard to predict how long it'll last because it depends on how much sunshine there was on this pile of sod, how the temperatures were at night or during the day, and how, much, how moist it was when it was harvested um, and put on the pallet initially. So it's hard to say how long it'll, it'll live, but Linda, you need to have it down as soon as possible, yeah. ASAP. It's going to rain tomorrow, so today's your day. So call the neighbors, offer them you know, sandwiches and Cokes and get them out there and let them lay the sod for you. Somebody's got to do it quick. Okay. So if they don't return to maybe next Tuesday or Wednesday, you think it'll be damaged? I wouldn't give you a nickel for it. So don't it will be, it, it will don't be so hot. They don't return to Tuesday to tell them, hey, the order, I mean, our uh, contract is over. We don't want it. I think you should refuse it. I think sod, generally speaking, needs to be laid down the day it's delivered because it's healthy. It was just usually harvested the night before or that morning when it comes to your house or to the nursery. But if you let it stay on the, on the pallet for very long, boy, that gets slimy, hot, nasty, brown, doesn't survive, you don't want it. When, we, when right. it comes in pikes, we lay it immediately. Yeah, they lay it out on the pavement in front of the pike. <laughs> Linda, thanks so much for calling. we got to go. It's 6.48 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after this.
This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. Always around for days, this porch on which I pays, because I need your mind, I need your 655. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. High today, 83 degrees, warm, sunny, partly cloudy, well, I should say partly cloudy with some sun in between. Low tonight, around 60s, low 60s, I think. Tomorrow, guaranteed to rain, high of 65, low of 42. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Don't forget the airstrikes in Syria that the U.S., France, and England have carried out. They'll be News reports on that four times an hour this morning on WSB, as well as on the WSB radio app. Linda comes to us from uh, Smyrna, Georgia. Hey, Linda. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. How can we help? Well, I have an area. It's probably about 16 by 20 uh, in my yard, and I can't get grass to grow there because it's shady. And also, I live at the bottom of the subdivision, so some parts of that yard gets washed away when it rains. And I ran across some pictures of a moss lawn. Sure. And how do you do that? I mean, well, many times it's by not doing much of anything. Moss just grows. And people call oftentimes on the show and say, I've got moss all over my lawn and I would like to have grass. And I'm sort of sad because I think moss can look really nice in a lawn. Or in right, a but I don't, I don't think I have any moss in my yard, so if can you, you buy it? If you go to any gathering of more than three people, I promise, Linda, if you say, does anybody here have any moss, moss in their yard? They'll say, oh, I do. And you say, can I have some? And they say, oh, yes, yeah. you can come to my yard. I have all <laughs> the moss I have. So what it needs, Linda, is moisture during the summertime you need to water it occasionally because it'll turn brown otherwise that's how it survives is by turning brown when it's when it's cold right when it's hot i mean and a hard soil is better for it probably than loose soil a little bit of shade usually is what moss would like to have so it basically you give it everything the grass doesn't like that moss does like acid shade too. acid soils acid hard clay shade moisture and that is what moss uh, can do look on my website tell you what look on my website linda and I believe I have two or three pictures and some more details about how the moss was started there. You could transplant it. If you find somebody who has moss, you can transplant it from their yard to your yard. Check that out. It's 6.58 at News Talk WSB. Back to more lawn and garden after news.